The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Res- uh, Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but or who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side, I, I don't know what was going on with the sound yesterday, so I think Bradley and them will probably sort that out. It was an issue, I think, on their end. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, hopefully he'll be with us today. But this is a educational video, a uh, recent reading that he did with uh, Common Sense and uh, talking about Thomas Paine. So if you want to check that out, you can do that. And at 3 o'clock, he should be on for th- for three hours, for two hours today. I know some of you guys would like him on for three hours, but he'll be on for two hours. So uh, be looking for him at 3 o'clock at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up, whatever device you've got there. Look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that. Join us in the channel on Rumble. Love to see you over there. We've got a lot of friends over there this morning. Good morning, you guys. And, um, yeah, join us over there. We're also streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. That's the name of the channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We also have one over there called Sons of Liberty Radio. So if you want to subscribe to both, you can. But the radio one is the educational videos, like the one you're seeing on uh, Sons of Liberty Media right now on the top of the page at the left side there. So be sure to check that out. And we're also streaming live to beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there. And we want to thank those guys for letting us have a spot there. Right up under where we're at, streaming live on sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, those go out once a day between 7 and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Also includes the morning show archive. So be sure to get that. If you if you want all the, you know, this week did three days in Matthew 24. So a lot of scripture verses, a lot of references there. And I try to put all that in there so you can go and you can look at it yourself. And I'm going to address a couple of things here before we get started uh, with yesterday's show. Okay. And then uh, if you want our ministry email, you want to see what goes on in Sons of Liberty each week. Go to sonsoflibertyradio.com and then sign up for that email right off the front page. It goes out once a week on Saturdays. And uh, if you get in there, I'm going to say at least before one o'clock today, you should get today's email if you want to do that. Sonsoflibertyradio.com. And then finally, if you want to help keep us out there, uh, we could use your support. There's a donate button at the top of Sons of Liberty. 
<laughs> excuse me, <laughs> uh, Uh Click on that, make a one-time donation or partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And we do appreciate your support very much. All right, let me let me address just a couple of things. I'm not going to take a lot of time with this. Now, this week, I took Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, talking about Matthew 24. And yesterday, we just simply asked the question, did Christ come in his kingdom in the first century? Did he do it or did he not do it? Well, he said he was going to do it. And he said the kingdom was coming. One of the passages I left out yesterday was from, from Paul and Colossians. He says he's transferred, it out, transferred it out of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So believers are in that kingdom, here and now, here and now. And we have a king. He's not waiting to be king. He's not waiting to be crowned king. He has been crowned king. And so therefore, since he has all authority in heaven and earth, we advance in that, right? But we were just reading the words of Matthew 24. There's nothing in there. There's nothing in there. Everybody that asked questions, and, and I told you, I, I, don't, I don't mind questions. But I have people ask me questions. I spent an hour and a half just demonstrating from the text. I didn't read anything out of context. And I put it out there. And I still have people that say this right here. Let me get this straight. You believe Jesus came back in 70 AD and led the siege of Jerusalem. Well, I didn't say he led it. But he's definitely bringing judgment on it. And I said the armies of Rome came in. And I said they were used as the hand of God of judgment against them. Just like. He used Nebuchadnezzar and the armies of Babylon. Okay, that's what I said. So I said, what did he say? I mean, I spent an hour and a half saying what this person said, you know, is like they didn't get. So they go, well, I want to know your opinion and what do you believe? What did I, I spent an hour and a half. <laughs> Three days I spent that, but this is on this one, but I spent an hour and a half. I'm not going to go through that and say the things and then say, well, I believe something completely different. That doesn't make any sense. So they, they said, oh, you sound like Bradley. That tells me who they are because I already, and then they go down and they say some other stuff about chlorine dioxide and see, they post this stuff other places like they're being sneaky or something and they're not, they're not being they're. I know who it is. And they used to be supporters and now Due to things, they're running around telling lies. That's one thing. Um, and then they're doing stuff like this. And then they bring up other things. Then we have uh, one guy or gal, I don't know, um, said Matthew 24, 14, and the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto nations, and then shall the end come. Yeah, the end of what? The end of the age. That old covenant age was ending and it did end and G and God made it so that the whole place was so plowed over you couldn't even tell there was a city there according to Josephus you couldn't even tell a city existed so when you go over to the holy land and they're taking your money for those holy land tours and you're feeling sentimental and like you're on a mecca a journey to mecca kind of thing let me tell you something everything you see there is bunk it is not what was there when Jesus was there or the disciples were there. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it was all destroyed by the Romans. Anything that's up now, and you see the, the Roman Catholics, they pick it up. Sorry, I'm going to get to preach here a little bit. But he <clears throat> says, now, and then shall the end come. Now, that wasn't possible until modern technology. <laughs> the people don't know their Bibles. 
And I'm not being mean. They just don't know. That just looking literally only in the chapter you've given me, I haven't even started to dig because I'm at work. Okay, fair enough. But I'll say nonsense. And here's why. Colossians chapter 1. Listen, do you believe the word of God or do you believe man who's told you this doesn't happen? That's really what it comes down to. Do you believe what God said about it? Or are you going to believe a man who's going to explain away God and say, hath God said this? Well, I want to ask you. Colossians 1. Verses 5, 6, and 23, hear the word of the Lord. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you since the day ye heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth. And then if you jump down in Colossians 1 to verse 23, he reiterates it. Ye, if ye continue in the faith grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Now, we're probably going to go into this next week about dealing with the term world. But the, but, the, but, the, but the fact of the matter is, the Bible says this was done in the first century. And the idea that's going on in all of this is it, the gospel has gone throughout the inhabited earth. That's really where the, where the terms go to. The inhabited world. The Roman Empire. It's, been, it's gone there and it's even gone, I, th I believe it's gone even further than that in the first century. And the scriptures say it. Now, either you're going to say, no, Tim, that isn't what it means. And you're going to start twisting things in there to make it fit what you want to fit. Or you're going to say, you know what? I may not understand that. I may can't put my finger on all these things, but I believe the Bible's authoritative. And because it's authoritative, I'm going to believe God despite the fact I don't fully get it. I'll keep studying. That's great. But don't tell me that the scriptures didn't say would happen what Jesus said would happen. Because they did. And he did not jump out of the context and say, hey, wait a minute, you guys out in 2023, it's going to be way on out here. Remember, he is talking to a specific people, his disciples. Let me uh, then follow up with this one. One guy just uh, jumped in and just said, oh, this is preterist Christian view and it's unorthodox and blah, blah. Look, I just read the text. I didn't put a label on it. I read the text. If you haven't, and then he goes on and he starts going, Doing the Bible ping pong. He jumps over into Thessalonians. Well, if I need to be corrected, why don't you go to Matthew and show me where I was wrong? Matthew 24. I'm open for that. In fact, next week, I'm probably going to open up the Google voice line. And if people want to call in and ask questions, I'll take those questions. I don't, open the, I don't open that up all the time because it's kind of a pain to deal with here. But I'll open it up for people if you have questions. I'm open to questions. If I can't be challenged on that, then I, I don't have it. It doesn't hold, it doesn't hold much water, does it? So uh, we, we may open that up. But this one guy, after going back and forth, and I kept re refuting what he was saying, he said, with 77,000 views and 22 thumbs up, I'm pretty sure everyone watching this video knows you're preaching a very false, unfounded idea. Where did I, where did I stay? In the context of Matthew 24. That's where I stayed. But I, I have a false, unfounded. Well, then show me where it's false. Quit jumping everywhere else and show me in the text where it's false. You're taking what you want to believe and twisting the scriptures. 
How did I twist the scriptures by staying in the context? No, it is you who are twisting the scriptures because you've been taught to do that. I was taught to do it. Why am I patient with people with things? Why do I put it out here like? Because I know what it is to be in that position where somebody has taught you that and they've taught you wrong. Now you've got you to be confronted with it and then you have to unlearn it and then you have to learn what the word of God says. To make it appear true when it is absolutely false. If I were you, I would repent. Show me what to repent of. Show me my error. You can't just tell me to repent without showing me what the error is. What am I to repent of? But you probably don't believe in that either. Did anybody get the sense that I don't believe in repentance at the end of yesterday's show? I said, you bow the knee to the king. He sets, he sets the terms of your surrender. And you're either going to meet those terms or you're going to be destroyed. Bow the knee to the king. Repent of your sin. Turn from it. Stop doing it. That was the message. I, I, don't, know, I, I don't even know if these people are listening. But apparently, this person thinks, <clears throat> if you've got a low number of thumbs up, which we don't have a lot of that anyway, compared to views, then you must be teaching something false. To which, there's a biblical response there too. Noah preached 120 years. How many people out of all the world were saved? He, his wife, his three sons and their wives and all the animals they took on. That's it. After 120 years, must not be pretty successful. Must be te Noah must have been preaching a falsehood. Isaiah was told he wouldn't have a convert. Their ears are going to be stopped. Their eyes are going to be shut. Their mouths are going to be shut. He's going to be preaching. There ain't no conversion coming. Must have not been preaching the truth, right? Isaiah, he must have not been preaching the truth. Jeremiah, thrown into a pit to shut him up. Must not been preaching the truth. Jesus, the Son of God, after three and a half years of ministry and dying for the sins of men, had only 120 gathered in the upper room after his resurrection. I wonder if Jesus was preaching the truth. Yep, he was preaching the truth just like all the other guys. Every one of them. And what we've got to do is... And then you get people who come in here, and I want to tell you, you sit here and you show them the days of Noah in the context that says the days of Noah are not about giants, ain't about genetics, ain't about Jewish fables of angels coming down and mating with women. That's, that's just gaining this prevalence. And I just simply say, that is not biblical. You cannot substantiate it in the text of Genesis 6, 4, nor the, because of the context. You can't. Giants were around before the sons of God, which I believe in the context come from the line of Cain and the daughters of men, mingling together just as God said, don't do over and over and over in the Old and New Testament. But the giants existed long before that. Long before that, they were there. And when I showed the days of Noah as Something that the context says is just status quo going on, people going to work, getting married, eating and drinking, carrying on as, as though it's a normal day until the flood comes and then judgment comes. And then they wish they had not done that. And that's in the context. So, I, you know, look, sincere questions, I'm all about. But if you're going to play Bible ping pong, if you're going to engage in ad hominem attack, take it somewhere else. If you're going to engage me on Matthew 24, then engage me on Matthew 24. Really. And, and I'm always open for correction, but I'm always going to point back to that 
the specific verse right in the midst of everything he's talking about. And he says, this generation will not pass to all be fulfilled. Either Jesus is telling the truth about that or he's lying. I don't think he's lying. I think let every let God be true and every man a liar. And if you have questions, more than happy to take them. I really am. And we're going to try to open that up on Monday. Sorry, I went a little long here. I'm eating up Kate's space. <laughs> I'm eating up her space here on Saturday morning, but uh, it is Saturday. And I don't know why I got this tickle back here. But anyway, it is Saturday morning. And as always, we have with us Kate Shimrani. Good morning, Kate. Good to see you. Morning, morning, morning. I'm up here in the back cave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's raining down, raining down on the parade in London. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we've got, um, we've all supposed to have a, uh, I'm just having a look actually at the weather. Let's make sure I, I, it is because it's raining where I live. Um, I, I sound like a bar humbug, stone I? But you know what? We're all supposed to. Yep, it's definitely raining. Oh, it's raining um, um, in London. This morning in London, we're supposed to live in a democracy, democracy, but we know that Marxism follows democracy, followed by communism. And there was a group of supporters out with their placards, uh, you know, because for whatever that maybe they uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people actually who believe that um, because of the company that uh, Charles kept. I'm talking about Prince Charles, folks. Well, Prince, there is only one prince in my life and it's not Fat Dave. Um but we're talking about he kept the company of Jimmy Savile was one of his bestie mates for 20 years. And Jimmy Savile went in and out the palace and other ones of his friends that have been since denounced or convicted or whatever as pedophiles. You're not telling me, of course, the MI5 and the Met, the agents of the state, didn't know what all these people's stallions did. Of course they do. They do all the background searches. So we're supposed to forget all that at the top of our heads flipped off. Erase it all from our memories that he kept the close company of paedophiles, that he was he's supposed to be the head of the Church of England and he was on something going, you know, salam alaikum, and he didn't even say it right. It made me cringe. But uh, these supporters of what they believe is right and just, um, I think, is it Matthew? What Which piece of Matthew where we're told? Is that what you're talking about, Tim? About there's only one throne, really, and and one king. Um, so uh, what they're asking the, the Muppets of the UK to do is to chant his name whilst he's he's being crowned. We're supposed to chant it you know, a bit like Kim Jong-un, a bit like communism. We're supposed to chant it and uh, for his coronation. Uh, we're being asked to cry out and swear an allegiance to the king during the coronation. Is that not a bit satanic? Anyway, it's sounding a bit like communism. Matthew 5.34, but I saw unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it's God's throne. It's yeah. God's throne. Yeah. So um, they're all out there, you know. Uh, I, I, I'm lost for words. So some poor people were out today, this morning, with their signs, clearly not happy that they're paying tax in this country or that they believe him to be um, part of paedophilia. They believe, I thought we were living in a democracy. They're entitled to their opinions. They're also entitled to protest under our human inalienable right in the UK. They were peaceful. They were quiet. They were promptly arrested. 
and all their signs confiscated by the agents of the state, aka the Metropolitan Police, who, of course, we saw recently running down the street behind the minion of darkness himself, Rishi Sunak. You wouldn't have even seen him in the car because he would have been perched below the windsill because he's only about that big, unless he was on a booster seat. And they were all running, cycling, and looking like they were going to have a respiratory arrest. And he's like, it is madness. It's madness. This idolatry. But of course, what's really interesting for me is everyone that's anti-vax, anti-royals, anti-GMO, anti... We're all called far right, is it? I can't even remember far right, far left. They're all wings of the same bird, and I don't. Yes, care. that's right. We we want to be right. We want to be right on where the law is, the law of God. Yeah, I want to be right on with the Lord. That's Not right. Right on either of there. Anyway, so so we're all being called that, which is hysterical. I walked down my high street the other day because um, uh, Jackie Chan had just done my fingernails and toenails. That's what he said his name was in the salon with the Vietnamese. And I really like those guys in there. You know, they follow me on Telegram and they're now listening to um, TNT. So yeah, up the nail salon. But they work really hard. But he was, I did it. I, I said, what's your, what's your name? He said, Jackie Chan. I'm sure it wasn't. But anyway, I came out of there and I love it. I met a chiropractor in there who was wonderful. So I've now got a new mate. And I walked past every shop window, virtue signaling. And there it was. So I did a quick video under 30 seconds anyway it's had over around about 100,000 views on twitter so thanks i've had hundreds more followers <laughs> just because i said this geezer he signed off on making all our food gmo anyway while half of the country has lost their mind the rest of us are smiling that god has opened the heavens over them <laughs> but anyway <laughs> So I, I wanted to do a little bit today because I've got to get to said supermarket to see if there's anything left because my my sister, my beloved Dorney Poos, um, my big sis of uh, two years older than me, one of the only ones to not be injected in the whole of Adelaide Council, is arriving on Monday morning into Gatwick. And uh, I've got to go and get her some food. So I've only seen her twice, once, sorry, once in 25 years. Wow. And yeah, because I, we were both rearing our kids. It was really expensive. I used to see her all the time when I worked for British Airways. And then uh, Dr. Patrick Vickers flew her over as a surprise um, in, I think it was two, it was either 2016 or 17, I forget. And um, he flew her over and we had 10 glorious days. And it was my nephew's 18th birthday party and he cancelled it and flew to the UK and I'd never met him. So we had a fab time. I kept the kids off school, told lies to the school, saying they were ill. <laughs> kids went everywhere. Incredible. It snowed. He'd never seen snow and it snowed. So she's arriving for three weeks. She's going to have uh, some a, a week with me, a week in the Midlands, and then a week back with me. And she's coming up to Manchester where I don't care what people think of him. I'm not interested. It's a platform. But we're going up to speak in Manchester at for um we're going up to Manchester for three days to speak at the Charlie Ward gathering. And the Chihuahuas are coming as well. Ratsy nice. and Nelly are special guests because I've told everybody they're my therapy dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you can take your therapy dogs to hotels. Anyway, um, I found a hotel that you can. So look, people this weekend are consuming enormous amounts of alcohol because that's the Brits. If they're not drinking tea, they're drinking alcohol. And it's never a good thing. 
Can I just get in actually a quick thank you? Team Kiwi. Yes. My house yesterday. And he went through my, because he's going back to New Zealand, he went through my house and did so many jobs. I cannot believe it. This man can trade. He worked for the government. He was in the military. He's got a farm. He's got guns. He knows how to fire them. And he did his electrician work and he's, he did therapeutic massage. He did it all. He came into my house. He replaced the fuse boxes that Fat Dave blew up when he peed up them. He replaced phones, socket things, double sockets, more stuff. And I had a bottle of uh, not too toxic perfume exploded and melted the paint. He saw it all the windowsill, chiseled it all out, sanded it all. He fixed the greenhouse doors. He's He just, and Dave kept peeing in my sink and my sink was leaking. So you can imagine, the cupboard smelled wonderful. So he's he's put a whole new connection. He put a new tumble dry vent in. He did everything, fixed my garage door lock. This man can literally do everything. Nice. He, he looked at Very my hallway. Good. It was a terrible color. So I'm trying to talk him into painting. He's promised me he's not going to go back till he's done all my jobs. How cool is that? Yeah, it's very nice of him. Yeah, he's asked me to come back to New Zealand with him. <laughs> uh, come and live on my farm. Bring the cats and dogs. They'll love it. <laughs> anyway, look, for all you people that are drinking alcohol, I can tell you when I used to drink alcohol, I used to get drunk on one glass, completely incapacitated on two, and very, very ill. And I am drinking peppermint tea, not urine. And we're glad for that. <laughs> well, look, let me tell you something. Because that, you can just see my poor version of Tim Brown's bookshelf. <laughs> I wanted his version, but I've got a poorer version. It's neat. It's neat. I spent a lot of money uh, on books, and I don't, watch tv that tv that i have is just a dvd player and i've got some wonderful dvds that i've collected over the years so let me just tell you if you get easily hung over this is why and it's really important you listen it's a clear sign of liver detoxification problems your liver has been with you <laughs> since you were created in your mother's womb so it's been exposed to everything and its job is to filter and if it's overwhelmed, it ain't going to filter anymore. It's going to package those toxins. So it's a sign that your liver detoxification problems are there with an increased need for liver support. Alcohol is primarily detoxified by phase one, phase one of the detoxification pathway, the phase that changes the molecular structure of a toxic molecule by oxidation and reduction or hydrolysis. Alcohol is known to induce phase one detoxification in the body i.e. it speeds it up. This presents a problem to the body when the phase two portion of the detox liver can't keep up. Phase one detox involves the oxidation, reduction and or hydrolysis of a molecule to make it less toxic. High exposure to alcohol in phase one detoxification may deplete critical nutrients in phase two detoxification. So Alcohol dehydrogenase, I don't have the enzyme incidentally that breaks that down. That's why a lot of Asian people don't. And I go really red and hot and get really unwell and my teeth go numb. And this is what a lot of um, Asian people suffer from. Alcohol dehydrogenase is a zinc dependent enzyme. Therefore, zinc deficient people are less likely to be able to adequately detoxify alcohol. 2.7 billion people in the world, 2.7 billion are zinc deficient there's approximately only 21 years worth left in the soil 
They're using it for industrial purposes. And it all of your glyphosate will, will chelate zinc away from the plant. So your zinc's your your plants are zinc deficient so they're reaching the table zinc deficient i'm just going to go really red folks because i've just had 100 milligrams of vitamin b3 which is a vasodilator and i'm having that niacin flush right now so i'm going to be pink and swollen in a minute i love it anyway the other thing so your zinc you need adequate uh acetyl acetyl acetaldehyde i always say that wrong acetaldehyde the molecule that actually causes the effects of a hangover needs to be detoxified by um, aldehyde oxidase, a molybdenum-dependent molly, molecule. Essential fatty acids with an anti-inflammatory pro properties may also be needed. Well, you know what your essential fatty acids are. And this is where you know, you should be thinking about all of the good fats that you have, fish oil, cold pressed flax oil, and not your crappy oils that you find on the shelves in all your, your foods with a long shelf life, all your candy, all your biscuits and pastries, all of that garbage. So what you can actually do um, is nutrient support for phase two liver detoxification and herbs that cleanse the liver glutathione, cysteine and glycine and powdered detoxification support formula, plant source of molybdenum and nutritional zinc, mixed fatty acids such as walnut, hazelnut, sesame and apricot. These are really, really important. And I can tell you, I used to get really, really unwell and I, I can have a glass of wine. Very rare do I have anything now. It's literally only a few units a year now. Um, and I don't get those same symptoms. I can get tipsy with it, especially, on, but I don't get that hungover feeling. But I don't want to drink it. I don't even like the taste, to be perfectly honest. Be perfectly honest. Um, so these are things that you you need to really think about. And most people now, by our age, have got uh, liver problems. This is why I absolutely love to have coffee enemas. Um, people that get sick after drinking wine. This is. And people that get easily intoxicated. So what about wine? Wine, as opposed to other alcoholic beverages, often makes people sick. And that's because it contains sulfites as a preservative. And many people are sensitive to sulfites, which is why my good friend Vicky, what do they drink? Single malt whiskey. She won't touch wine. She gets banging headaches. She gets really unwell. But she drinks five shots of single malt whiskey a week, and she's perfectly all right. And there are loads of studies to back that up. I was going to say, if you're doing things like in the old paths, and you come up and you make your own wine, you don't have that in there, and you don't have the kind of effects that come from that kind of stuff. I mean, I think you were saying the same thing with the single malt whiskey, and you weren't yeah. saying go out there and get blasted. You were saying one one little shot before you go to bed. And, and I know it more than five shots a week. Yeah, and, and, I, and I never ever advocate anything. I've not tried. Yeah. So good old Katrina, my trusty dog walking buddy and partner in crime, who's always my cameraman whenever I was filming stuff I shouldn't. Yeah. Um, she 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 bought a bottle really expensive and she split it between her and I for Christmas. So I had one and a peppermint tea and a glass of water like Vicky did. And I can honestly tell you, I didn't feel drunk, but I went to bed feeling all warm and fuzzy and slept like the dead. It was great. But anyway, I'm not, I've used it all. And it's quite nice. It's pleasant to have. Just five, and she did yeah. all her due diligence. Vicky's an amazing nurse. She left nursing. She's actually coming on the radio. She's gonna blow the whistle big time on TNT. Um, 
Oh, yeah, and, and and let's and let's let's address that while we're doing. It. You know, the Bible. There are some people who are teetotalers, and that's fine if that's if that's what they are. But the Bible is not prohibition, but it does it warns it warns against you making an idol, just like you make food an idol. You can become a glutton. And when's the last time you really heard a preacher talk about? Oh, you're just stuffing yourself to your gorged and things of that nature. And the Bible speaks about that. So. It also speaks about these things being used in celebrations. I can point back to Deuteronomy where God said, you know, if you can't make it to the feast, you take the tithe, which is not money, but it was their first fruits. You take it and sell it. And then when you take it and sell it, you take the money and you can buy all these things, including wine and strong drink or whatever your heart desires to celebrate where you're at. But it was not to the point that you're being a drunkard and the Bible lays out what that's going to be. You're slurring your speech. Your eyes are just you know, so red, you're, you become lazy. You're so lazy. In fact, you want, you can put your hand in the bowl, but you won't bring it up to your mouth. I mean, you just become, you, you've given yourself over to that. And that becomes a master. Jesus said, the one who submits himself to sin becomes a slave of sin. So there is a distinction there uh, of what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, this is where, um, you know, it's all I, I, I can't take a vicar serious anymore. You know, when I see a vicar and a pastor, it's enormous and fat. It's one of the sins. I can't take them serious if I know that they've took endless shot and they're still advocating. And let me tell you, they are. Some of them are still advocating that poison. Um, I when I worked for British Airways, I remember a couple of stewards I worked with and their boyfriends were vicars and they would go home after our trips and they would go and stay in the church house with the vicars, which is that's not that's, that's, how could they preach when they're having a homosexual sexual relationship? Yeah, they're no. not preaching the truth. They're false teachers, like uh, Peter exactly. says in Second um, Two. They're they promise them liberty, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, the more I the more I see and the more I hear and the more um, it's just ridiculous. Actually, you know, I, I am going to be covering. I'm going to try and get this gentleman on. There's a guy in the UK called Richard D. Hall, and he just does investigative journalism, and they're really coming after him. They are coming after him like you wouldn't believe um, where he's been trying to. Uh, he does some fantastic work. Um, and it's just before I forget, because I need to get this in. And, and you know, Tim, I've sent you uh, now sent you Nick Collistrom's book. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that that's going to show up here in a couple of days. Yeah, I'm hoping for 25 pounds. <laughs> I've also sent you a copy of the Light newspaper. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, because I, I really think that, you know, you should be right. Your stuff should be going in the light newspaper as well. There should be a, a little section in the light newspaper about USA. So I'm hoping that all comes together. But look, Nick, Nick Collistrom, folks, you should get this book off Amazon. And uh, he's a smart, smart man, I'm telling you. Anyway, he's coming on. And uh, I, I hope you're going to do a whole show about that. But, he, he, you know, he, I, I met him. I met him at one of uh, Richard D. Hall's talks, and we know what's happening there. And he, Richard D. Hall covered the Manchester bombings and uh, just everything else. Like, he's kind of the Britain's Alex Jones. Been in a quite a way. Awesome guy. Look, I'm going bright red now with my... Uh, I, I don't know whether you saw it. <laughs> well. Did you see the new girlie on the block? Wait, 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 wait. Uh-oh. You, you got another cat in there. Gloria. 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 Gloria, I think I'm gonna. That's Gloria Gaynor. I was five. Her her uh, owner, um, lovely mother, was a morphine and case, and she asked me would I take the cat, and 
Gloria lives upstairs like the queen. She has a heated blanket for, for the winter and she won't let anybody up the stairs. Even Floyd, who is like three times her size and body weight, is scared of her. She came from East London. That girl's packing, let me tell you. <laughs> and uh, she's the queen. She doesn't even want to go out. But I like her so much. She's a chatterbox. And she joins me on every coffee enema. It's it's wonderful. She comes nussled in my neck, purrs, pads, and I just like her. So she's the queen of the upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. And fat, fat Dave's downstairs. And, uh, and folks, you need to get those super greens because my hair has gone so dark with having super greens. It doesn't say that it does that, but that's, but I know because of Cheryl saying it's lack of minerals. I cannot believe how dark. When and I'm Cheryl has been on the show, who is a hair specialist. Absolutely. And she talks about all the, the minerals in greens. So some of it, yes, it's hereditary, but a lot of it is you're missing minerals. And I've just told you why. You get sick with hangovers is because you're missing one mineral right there, zinc. 2.7 billion people are zinc deficient in the world. So anyway, let's get on to So let's say you do partake <laughs> in a bit of the devil's soup. And I'm not talking about the vaccine. Uh, you know, what is it they say? Um, the demon drink. Let's say you have got a little bit of a hangover and a little bit of an upset stomach. Well, there's a, or any reason. Um, and I drink peppermint tea all day long and I drink organic and team kiwi before he leaves is making me a huge he said he will i bet he's watching you know i hope you're watching i'm holding you to your word now it's going to help me do a raised border um to grow lots and lots of herbs and um and i'm going to be taking making all my own tinctures i'm looking out onto my garden from this room and um my greenhouse so i want to be making cuz mint grows so easily we don't really need to we can just dry oh, yeah. it we can get Get a dehydrator and dry it or anyway. But so I love peppermint tea. I drink it all day long. And there's not really, unless you've got GERD, um, you should just have a little bit. And I just posted that on my Telegram channel. If if you do suffer from that, you know, go easy and just try it and have a little bit. But you should always have organic. If you're picking it wild, remember, wash it in a bit of bicarb because dogs will pee up it. Um, but it's okay. It's not going to kill you. But, um, you know, peppermint peppermint tea is a hybrid species of, of mints and a cross between water mint and spearmint. Uh, the peppermint leaves contain several essential oils that are released when steeped in hot water, including men, uh, menthol, methone and limonene. Peppermint tea can be made using fresh leaves, dried, loose leaves or tea bags. I've got some tea bags here and it's naturally caffeine free. Uh, I, I love it and it might ease bloating, help sleep. It's clean and fresh in your mouth. It's great to help digestion when you've eaten some food. So it's slightly acidic, which is why it aids your digestion. Might ease a stuffy, runny nose. Well, just coming off dairy is going to do that. Might help you sleep. I have no problem sleeping because I've got my feet on a grounding mat and I'm unconscious. Um, there's, there is some evidence that peppermint tea may not be suitable for those with GERD, gas, uh, gastroesophageal reflux. We've got to get, why have you got GERD? Why have you got re reflux? You have to treat that first, find out why you've got it. And it's often because you don't have enough stomach acid or you're eating late at night or um, eating too late, overeating, or you've got weak uh, cardiac uh, sphincter muscle. Uh, because, why? Because you're deficient in magnesium. Why are you deficient in magnesium? Because you're eating loads of sugar. And one uh, molecule of the sugar uses up 56 molecules of magnesium. Do you see? It's all linked. You never ever yeah. saw your... Your teeth do not go into a dentist all by themselves and leave you at home. Just like your intestines don't head and go and see the gastrointestinal 
intestinology, uh, gastrointestinal specialist on their own. You know, you're, 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 your whole pipe just walks into the surgery and leaves the rest of you at home. No, it's all attached. And that's why I have no time for modern medicine apart from emergency, that first golden hour. You can keep it. And all you doctors out there that think you're doctors, you're not. Anyway, and I, anyway, it's not even a PhD. It's an honorary title, as I go all the time. But let's look at this. So it's edible and it's used in tea. You can pick up the mint and eat it. You can chew it. I've done that when I've been out. Um, it's it's used, as I've said, for gastroenteritis, indigestion, flatulence. <laughs> you know what? You've got I, I'm sure some people could use that, can't they? Well, I'm going to just say. You've got you've got grandchildren and I love children because they've not yet been ruined by what's socially acceptable. Belching and farting are two normal bodily functions. Animals do it. Children do it. They just let one go. Old people go deaf and they think they're doing a quiet one. Have you never done that with your earphones in? You pass gas, not realizing, forgetting you've got your earphones in. <laughs> Everyone looks at you. <laughs> and let me tell you, as a person who did the Gerson therapy, I could put anyone to shame. And my children will vouch for that, but I would never do it just publicly. But, you know, I've my guilty pleasure at the moment, Catherine keeps sending me some things from TikTok. Somebody in their infinite wisdom has made these little plasticine people and done all these jokes. And they are so funny, so, so funny. And um, I found a little common thing with my daughter, the one who's at Cambridge, is she finds this all very entertaining because since she was a little girl, she's always suffered with bloating and gas and gastrointestinal problems. She had to go and have it all investigated when she was only nine and she was like a skeleton. I put it down to her TB vaccine and other vaccines. So she has to be very careful and she eats really healthy, but she finds this very entertaining. So we we swap things. But, you know, flatulence, don't get embarrassed about it. Get some peppermint tea. So uh, the children find it. Everybody finds it funny. Everyone finds it funny. Of Why course. I, it's look, oh, it's, well. a, it's a funny sound. It's a funny sound. Here's the thing. You're talking about the, the mint and such. My my wife had thrown some or planted some. And man, that stuff, it's almost like a it's almost like a, a ragweed. I mean, that stuff will just spread out and it comes. It, uh, Beth was saying in the chat, it, it comes back every year. It's great. And the kids used to go out and just pick some leaves, throw it in their kettle and put it on the on the stove and they had their mint tea they love doing that it's great right. it's really it's wonderful i'm trying to see if i can find it you know what i'm going to send you one of them tim i've never laughed so much it's so funny um there's there's a little character who's i think pink with green hair and it said the moment your guests leave <laughs> this character's got a big pot belly shuts the oh door. yes i you sent that to me yep it <laughs> doesn't matter how much I watch that. <laughs> I'm so entertained because that's me. I hate to tell you, that is me. As soon as Team Kiwi was out of my house after we'd done all my jobs yesterday, <laughs> that was me because I had chickpeas. Um, so, uh, yeah, it is me. Uh, and even I laugh. Even the dogs look at me. But anyway, I don't do it in front of people, certainly not in front of men. Anyway, so look, it's good for indigestion, for flatulence, for stomach, intestinal, liver problems. Peppermint leaves and tea are well known as a treatment for indigestion, excess gas, nausea and stomach upsets. If you are feeling nauseous, peppermint tea is wonderful. Now, years and years and years ago, when I was a very young girl doing my nurse training, 
And then when I qualified, my very first job was on a gynecology ward. These ladies would go and have lap laparoscopic sterilizations where they tie the tubes or they would have a dye put down their tubes to see why they couldn't have a baby. And they would do a little incision in the tummy button. And then what they do, I've seen it done. They pump loads of carbon dioxide into the abdomen. They put this scope in. What? Pump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pump loads of gas in the abdomen to inflate it right out so they can see all the organs and see what's going on. So these women would come back from theatre and they'd been in a lot of pain and discomfort. And they would have this typical shoulder tip pain, right shoulder tip pain. And the other ladies that would get that pain, a sign of a tubal pregnancy, a pregnancy in the tube, is when that tube ruptures, the fluid and the blood would, would go into the pouch of Douglas, this little area underneath where you've got the, the ovaries, the fallopian tubes, the uterus, the cervix. You've got this little area called the pouch of Douglas. How would I know that? I'm not a nurse, am I? I'm struck off. <laughs> All that information went out my head. <laughs> anyway, to those lot that think they're nurses. So that pouch of Douglas, any fluid you get in that causes diaphragmatic irritation, irritation on the diaphragm as does this gas. And they would get right shoulder tip pain. And years later, when I went to work at NHS Director and first of all, Nottingham Emergency Medical Services on the phone line, as soon as I would hear this, I would say to these ladies as they would ring up, have you got any pain in your right shoulder? And they say, yes, I'm behind their scapula. And I was right every time. And one of the doctors commended me on it and said, and, and another, another male said, you're really good. You, you look a bit like Barbie, but when I listen to you, you're actually quite smart. <laughs> it was a, it was kind of an insult but it was quite good but anyway um so it's a classic sign so these ladies would come back and what were we told to give them that not that had, had this uh anything you know these lap laparoscopy oscopy means in latin to look and to put something in to look so they would put this it's really brutal when you watch it being done they would give them copious amounts of peppermint tea and get these ladies to lie on their right side sorry left side lie on their left side and then get them to pull their knees up to their abdomen straighten them up and walk around now as i know my daughter doesn't watch this show um she would kill me for telling you this her boy she rang me up at three o'clock in the morning and she said her boyfriend oh and there's having a appendicitis and she was at his home because she was flying out the next day and he was taking her to the airport but the mother was there I didn't know the mother was there who's an academic darling and uh oh, I'm just having an appendicitis I went at three in the morning anyway I went through all the everything with him I asked him all the questions and I got him to get up walk around have some peppermint tea <laughs> Onda had trap gas cut a few enormous farts and was good to go. And the next morning he actually thanked me for it. So you see, I'm not saying if you've got terrible abdominal pain, but remember you need to move and you need to drink peppermint tea because it's likely trapped gas. You could have irritation of your diaphragm if you've got that right shoulder tip pain and under the scapula. So always, you know, drink copious amounts of, of peppermint tea and move around. Because I know now, because I have lots of raw juices and I have lots of raw food as well as cooked food, I, I get lots of trap gas and I eat pulses and lentils. If I have to sit for any length of time for an interview, I have to do lots of walking around and yoga. 
lifting my arms and legs afterwards uh, and doing star jumps and pulling my knees up to my abdomen to move it around. So it's really important that you do. Peppermint tea stimulates bile flow. So for people that feel sick, that are fasting or they're having, they've had surgery or they can't eat because they're suffering from sickness and diarrhea, or they're just plain old nauseous for whatever reason, they're ill, they've got cancer, they're on medication. You give them peppermint tea and it will flush the bile, the toxic bile out of the stomach. So when I was doing the Gerson therapy, we had to drink castor oil. Oh, I remember it well. And you had to then do a, bio, a castor oil enema four hours later. One of the things you had to do was, was drink a small black coffee straight after it. And then if you still felt nauseous with the castor oil and the bile in the stomach, you drank peppermint tea. So it's an old remedy. I have a, I have a quick question, and I know you got to go uh, on the hour mark. But when you say peppermint, what about the other mints that, that are grown the, uh, or other herbs that are grown? Well, all of these things, you can have the mint. Yeah, you can have them all. But you know what's really wonderful? Peppermint, uh, peppermint oil stimulates the flow of bile in the body and aids digestion. And peppermint oil is is absolutely incredible, um, incredible for everything. Um, it's useful for treating problems of the stomach, the intestines and the liver. And it's antibacterial and antiviral. I mean, I'm not sure about viruses existing, but whatever it is that makes you sick, it's anti it. And it will treat gastroenteritis, which is good. Now, the other thing is peppermint oil relaxes uterine muscle. And that's what gives you menstrual cramping. And then you need to find out why have you got menstrual cramping. So you need iodine, you need magnesium, you need to cut out the sugar and all of these things. But it will stop it initially. So you can give them lots of that. Headaches and migraines. The oil also relieves the spasms that cause headaches. Um, diarrhea, spastic colon, irritable bowel, Crohn's disease, peppermint calms the stomach and intestinal tract, relaxes the muscles, soothes the mucous membranes and helps treat diarrhea, spastic colon, irritable bowel syndrome by alleviating the spasms in the intestinal tract. Itchy skin, peppermint oil slightly numbs the skin so it will relieve Things like um, itching from insect bites and when you've got nettle stinging. So it really works. And remember, just like I, you know, I was telling you how to make tinctures, you can make your oils. Um, you know, you should all, all invest in, in some good books. This is why my book collection, I'm thinking of making sure I put it on my house insurance because it's worth a lot of money. You know, I spent a lot. I, I ordered 10 more books recently, but I, I consider this to be, um, you know, I consider this to be a massive investment. So when you think of how you make oil infusions, um, ca uh, carrier oils, the, uh, these are oh, that we'll have to do a whole show on this because this is a massive section. So maybe next week I will cover how to make an oil infusion. But that's what I want to do. I want to make my own oils, my own tinctures. You don't need pharmaceutical drugs. You know, look what they give you for indigestion. Pepto-bismol. <laughs> Do you remember that? Pepto-bismol in America. They're giving people imeprazole because they've got acid reflux. You don't need those hideous pharmaceutical drugs. They're not going to cure you. 
they're going to plaster over the symptoms. You need to start looking at what is all around you. And like you quite rightly said, Tim, mint grows like wildfire. You don't need very much of it. and It will just grow everywhere. And um, I, I don't know, you know, I, I, I don't know why people cut out the weeds everywhere anymore. I, I see my garden now with an abundance of dandelions and I'm taking out every other one and, I, and for the for the flowers, for the leaves and every other one. I just chop. Sorry, I chop the flowers and the leaves, but every other one I want the roots and you can freeze them. So I'm now starting to see my garden as and all my weeds as wonderful instead of cutting them up. It's and, and pouring glyphosate. All my neighbors are still doing it. My, my neighbors across the road have just spent so much money doing this little strip of land across from my front door. And she said, now you can look at all these nice things. Instead, it was a mess before. She says, we planted all these things. And I said, anything edible in there? <laughs> so, yeah, it's just like even my roses. Team Kiwi said, you can take all this out. I'm not taking my roses out. Because you can use your rose petals for tinctures, which is what Nostradamus did to cure people with plague. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that's Very what he did. Wow. He made, he made, yeah. Oh, Tim, my head's full of it. I feel like I'm on a mission and, I, and I've got to pack it all in before I die. That's how I feel now. I feel like there's this massive urgency to learn it all. Yeah, that's I mean, that's that's really incredible. And, and the thing I like is, is that we're constantly going back to what God has given us rather than looking to man and his synthetic drugs and things of this nature. It's to move away from that to take to, to partake of what the, the creator gave us. I mean, you, you think about it. He made these incredible bodies. The Bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. It's an immense. I don't know if anybody else gets amazed, but when you cut yourself and you see, I'm amazed. You see the body heal itself. I mean, it it literally is coming together. New skin is forming. It's protecting itself. All of that kind of stuff. And and if he can do that, then he made the fuel for the body to run properly too. And High octane. That, yeah, and if <laughs> he can do that, do not lose hope because yep. if you've had one of these COVID shots or two of these COVID shots, to believe that you cannot be healed is to believe that the devil is smarter Amen. than what the Lord gave us. We got to close out, Kate. Thank you so much. And uh, hang on, I'll, I'll say goodbye to you off air. You can also support Kate in the archive. We'll have links to some of the stuff that she does, and you can check that out. Bradley, be with you at three. Have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. Get with the people of God. Worship the King, right? And we'll see you on Monday, 6 a.m., Lord willing. See you then.